In the name of the one holy and undivided Trinity, amen. Please be seated. I have referenced stories in the past of growing up in Selma, and as I was thinking about this being the fourth Sunday in Advent and hearing Mary's glad song this morning, I was drawn back to memories of growing up there, and memories especially on Christmas Eve, and particularly one story. My great aunt, we called her Aunt Bob Carr, and whose name is a whole other story for later, would come to Selma from Tuscaloosa every Christmas Eve. My brothers and I always looked forward to her arrival and the bounty of gifts that would always accompany her that we would discover in the trunk of her car. The Christmas gift predictions would always ensue as we shook and sized up each gift, trying to figure out what each one was. We would then get her car unloaded and the gifts placed under the tree and the annual celebration would begin. Our grandparents and uncle and other relatives usually came down on Christmas Day. And on Christmas Eve, as evening approached, however, my brothers and I would naturally be sent to bed early. Once we had left the proper rations of cookies and milk out for Santa. We, my brothers and I, all shared a room at the time, and so as a precautionary measure to ensure that we did not disturb Santa, our parents would roll into our room, one of those old rollaway beds like you find in hotel rooms, right in front of our bedroom door. <laughs> our aunt would sleep on this rollaway bed and serve as a sentinel to the living room and the magic that was occurring just on the other side of the door. Now, it was inevitable that we would try and sneak a peek of Santa. And so my brothers and I would wait until we felt our aunt had fallen asleep. And with the stealth of ninjas, we would try to make our break. We waited and waited and waited until we felt sure that she was asleep, at which moment we tiptoed ever so gently towards the door, when from out of nowhere, her arm would come crashing down with what seemed the force of an iron gate crashing into the ground. She would look over at us and with a very gentle voice, Tell us, soon, but not yet. Friends, Christmas is almost here, but not yet. Today we light all four candles on this fourth Sunday in Advent. And as we liturgically mark our way towards that manger in Bethlehem, Although if you've been to Home Depot or, or, or Target, it may have felt like we've been on the fourth Sunday since October. It can be hard to be in that almost but not yet space. They say patience is a virtue. Well, it's never really been one of mine. Yet here we are finding ourselves in that patient space that God commands us to wait in. And as we prepare our hearts to receive that precious gift...
This morning we hear Luke's account of Mary's visitation to Elizabeth. And that all too familiar story of John the Baptist's recognition of Jesus while he was still in his mother's womb. We as the church have moved liturgically into the fourth week of Advent. All four of the candles on our wreath are lit and we really want to light that big white one in the middle. Children can begin to see the presents accumulate under the tree and when mom and dad aren't watching, they might be shaking them or at least mentally sizing them up. Looking them up and down and at their various shapes and trying to guess what they are. Whether or not it was on their list. Is that box the newest version of Marvel or Star Wars or Barbie or whatever toy is the hot seller this year? Or is it something more exciting, like socks and underwear? <laughs> Our gospel lesson this morning begins with Elizabeth greeting her cousin Mary, who has come for a visit. And Elizabeth immediately acknowledges Mary's preference by God and who it is that she is carrying in her womb. We then immediately move into what is often called Mary's glad song, or the Magnificat, which is Latin for magnifies, which draws its name from the first line, my soul magnifies the Lord. This song, which we first heard this morning, sung by our choir, and then again in the proclamation of the gospel, is about God's redemptive power that speaks to the nature of salvation. So often, salvation is thought of as our pass into heaven. However, Mary reframes it for us this morning. She informs us that salvation is instead about human liberation, and that it is about eternal bliss rather than living in a state of eternal torment. The salvation to which Mary speaks this morning will flip the world on its head very much in the same way that Jesus will flip the tables in the temple. Mary's glad song calls for the proud to be scattered, for the powerful to be brought down from their thrones, for the hungry to be filled with good things, and for the rich to be sent away empty. Mary is declared to be blessed not because she has conceived the Son of God, but because she has trusted God and has therefore exemplified faith. It is not surprising that Mary is not only celebrated by Christians, whether Protestant, Roman Catholic, Eastern Orthodox, but is also celebrated within the Islamic faith. Mary's song concludes with a reference to Israel and the promise God made to Abraham and to his descendants in the book of Genesis, and that what God is accomplishing through her is the fulfillment of that promise. Advent is a season of waiting and preparing. While neither Candace nor I are going to be placing a symbolic rollaway bed between you and baby Jesus, we do find value in our traditions and our liturgy. They form the way we pray and subsequently how we prepare our hearts and our minds 
to receive the beautiful gift of God incarnate each Christmas. That preparation can look like any number of things, from reading devotions to the engagement of silence to the involvement in various ministries. It's the waiting part of the preparations that often gives us the most consternation, though. This is the paradox of Christian faith, that we look to the past and the future at the same time. In the Magnificat, God looked, did, showed, scattered, brought, lifted, filled, sent, and helped. That past continues into the present as we await anxiously on the future with anticipation. This faith that Jesus has already been born. Jesus has preached, he's helped, he's confronted, died and resurrected, and yet we begin again our church year, patiently awaiting his arrival again and again and again. It is in this waiting, though, that we do our most growth. This, I believe, was the unintended lesson my parents and aunt were trying to teach me and my brothers regarding waiting. And so, too, is God's lesson to us, that waiting is about our own personal growth and allowing a space for our faith to grow closer into that of Mary's. Know that in due season, God will fulfill his promises to us. Mary's song tells us that there's no need to shake the packages under the trees because we already know what God's gift to us is. And it's revealed to us in love, taken on in the form of a baby that soon will be born and will give birth to a new relationship between man and God. Amen.